0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. It's your host, Charles the ETH, and today I'm going to be sitting down with Corey from the Coin Bros to talk about getting your crypto ATM machines set up. Um, and how to start this kind of crypto ATM or Bitcoin ATM business. Uh, And he's pretty much going to walk you through all of it. He's going to talk about the legal. uh, He's going to talk about funding. He's going to talk about, you know, what type of machine you should get, uh, general upkeep. And then he's going to end with, you know, kind of how to sell yourself to these businesses so that you can get these machines out there. Um, But I don't want to go too much into it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, So Corey, before we really get into it, can you kind of just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies?
0: Yeah, um, before uh, this whole crazy cryptocurrency space, uh, I was a paramedic testing and uh, interning with fire departments in Southern California. And then um, as well as working in a, a busy emergency room in San Bernardino, California. And that's about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you were in ER. Um, how'd you get introduced to crypto? like how where did you first hear about it? Uh, what got you interested? Yeah, uh,
0: so in between calls, sometimes you have a lot of downtime, and I, I I don't remember what the exactly what it was, but i I was always interested in finance, and stocks and in investing. And I remember it was after a call. I don't remember what the call was, but I was sitting on my iPad in front of the hospital in the ambulance. And I just came across um, something about Bitcoin. And then I just was super intrigued. Didn't think too much of it after that day. And then one of my buddies, this was in 2012, 2012. And then one of my buddies, uh, maybe a year or so after brought it up and he had mentioned that he had been mining. And at that time, I think it was, you, you could just mine on your computer. And um, I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I heard about that Bitcoin. And then he kind of got me into it, gave me some Bitcoin. And then I had some, do you, I don't know if you ever remember faucets.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. The f- yeah, cool. Kind of free Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, man, I wish those things were still around. Huh? <laughs> um, right. So I he, he pretty much set me up with all of that stuff. And then from that point on, I just kind of never turned back. So it was my first inter- uh, initial introduction, kind of forgot about it. Then my buddy brought it up who mined it. And then, and yeah, that was 2013. And then, and then I just kind of fell down the hole.
1: Yeah, and that was history. Um, so first of all, uh, congrats, I guess. Or not congrats, I guess. Uh, thank you for your service as a paramedic. I actually have a buddy who who is in a very similar situation to yours. He was working in an ambulance doing that whole thing uh, and is now trying to get into a fire department. Um, so very similar situation, which is odd. Um, and yeah, then poor bastard. yeah, no, he's a, uh, he, he's told me some stories from the ambulance and I, I don't know how he does it or how he did it. Um, and so I just want to say thank you for your service there um and then you're very welcome thank you yeah of course and then your uh, your crypto story it kind of sounds like a lot of people's where they you know first hear about bitcoin and it kind of goes over their head i would say I, I don't know if that's the best term to use but you know they hear about it they're like okay yeah and then later on down the line it's reinforced by either someone else or they see it again in the news or from a friend and they're like oh i heard about that you know we got more people talking about it this is you know something important. Let's get involved. Um, and you said that was in 2013. Uh, so wow. big congratulations on getting into this space early. Um, and so as you've been in this space, uh, you've started this business and that's kind of what I want this phone call to be about. Um, and it's these crypto ATMs or these Bitcoin ATMs. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard about them. And so when we were on, you know, Nick, Witty, Albion and Beggars um, stream, you and I were on together, and that's where you had mentioned. And I was like, I gotta get you on. I've been looking for somebody who has, uh, you know, one of these crypto ATMs. Um, so can you just give us before we get into, you know, how they get set up, and if you know you're gonna give us some tips on how others can do it? Uh, before we do that, can you just give us an overview of how you got started? When you got started, um, why you got started, and then you know the, the little things like how many machines you operate, uh, where you're operating out of, et cetera, et cetera
0: yeah, so it, in uh, that same friend uh, as time kind of went on, uh, he actually brought up the idea sort of in passing about Bitcoin ATMs and this is this was when I was in the uh, emergency room working there. It was about. 2016 roughly and uh so he said he's gonna buy one and then he basically he did buy one and he sold all of his bitcoin on it like almost immediately um there was such a demand like immediately um and it was it it was a constant uh kind of a clusterfuck it was just a headache and uh but we saw a huge demand and uh but we had so many conflicting views on everything that we wanted to do. I wanted to go one direction. He wanted to go another. and it was you know, everything from what, what should we call it to uh, how to scale correctly to, oh, uh, I, I mean, if there was an argument to be had, it, like he and I would have it. So um at, you know, it technically it was it was all his business. It was his idea. And I just kind of worked alongside him. But at that time, I was learning a lot. And he just kind of, at some point, he was just sort of over it. But we had parted ways before then. So I sort of took what I had learned. And then in 2017, I bought the coinbros.com domain and registered the LLC. And I sort of sat on it for a while um, while I kind of meticulously planned everything that I wanted to do my way. Uh, And then finally... In 2019, I launched under my own accord, with my own rules, my own plans for the future, and my own mindset going forward. And I've never looked back. So, um, you know, from the very beginning in 2019, we we only had four ATMs uh, right off the bat, and now we have 15 within a couple months, uh, with plans to have 20 by the end of the year, and then 50 to 100 well into next year so we've we've really achieved quite a bit in such a a short amount of time uh and it's it's a blast so that's that's kind of where we're at right now
1: so this friend i i hope you guys are still friends if not i'm sorry but he got you introduced to bitcoin he set you up with you know some free bitcoin at the beginning and then he kind of in a sense mentored you with these bitcoin atms And then you guys, you said you parted ways and your growth has been phenomenal. You said you started with four that jumped up to 15. As of right now, you plan on having 20 by the end of the year and then 50 to 100 next year. So that demand you were talking about is clearly there. Um, So thank you for kind of giving us that rundown of, you know, how this whole thing got started. Um, Now, can you give us, you know, a couple more details on how to get things set up? what kind of fees you're charging, any of the legal, that kind of stuff? Can you just, because I, I have a feeling that some people listening to this or, you know, my audience in general, someone might want to start one of these crypto ATMs um, and get one set up in their local town. So I kind of wanted to have this episode be a how-to on that. Uh, so if you could just walk us through that process, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> It's it's really funny because of how much goes into this. This is unlike any other business that, that I, I haven't started. This is the first business I ever started. So, uh, But even comparing it to other businesses, just like anything else, this is so unique, and there's so many steps to it. Um, and it's one thing to have a general idea of what it looks like for one or two machines, uh, but it's a completely different animal when you start scaling up the business. And uh, in any event, no matter what, the first thing you need is is a robust and professional AML policy with uh, along with a compliance officer who's sort of worth their salt. So that's always number one is AML policy, AML KYC with compliance officer. Um, number two, uh, you need to register with FinCEN as a money service business. And And these things are, if you don't do these things, you're going to have a bad time. Like I promise you, the the long dick of the law is going to come out there and slap you because you have to – we're high-risk companies and we deal with cash. So there's very uh, specific rules that you have to adhere by. And uh, registering with FinCEN, if you don't do it, you're going to go to jail. I mean there are already um, some examples of some people who are trading on local LocalBitcoins.com uh, that were acting as an MS. And they were trading for for years and then they they are serving prison time right now for, uh, quote unquote, laundering money. And that's because they didn't register as an MSB. So anybody who's listening, AML policy, compliance officer, register with FinCEN as an MSB. And then after that, you sort of have the fees associated with an LLC, whether it's your startup, your business, whatever that is. Then you need the machines, of course, obviously. So I, I... Use general bytes. I had a different kind of machine. I don't want to name them. They're a good machine. They're very pretty, but as far as um functionality, it's just nobody can touch general bytes. I've had the best experience with them, and they're they're really the best software, and the best customer service at the best price. So I don't know why anybody right now would go anywhere else. And that's not really like I'm not sponsored by that. I'm, I'm just saying like they I've had experience with other machines. General bias is dialed in. So after that, you need a location. So you have the machine. Now, unless you're going to have it in your house, you need to put it at a location, right? So there's a lot of associated costs with that from uh, paying them rent uh, to marketing to listing them on websites. We always put our machines on coinatmradar.com as well as our own website. Well, CoinATMradar.com, you can basically reference all of the Bitcoin ATMs in your area. They all kind of pop up. And uh, then, no matter what, you need know, liquidity, uh, no matter what the circumstances. So, even Bitcoin isn't free and it's it's not easy to get, especially in large amounts. So, you either need to align yourself with a trading desk or a, an exchange or however however you can get it, you need to provide it to other people because if you run out of Bitcoin, well, then you kind of drop the ball. Uh, then you have customer service costs. If you want to pay a customer service rep, I, I do most of my own customer service, and I, I got to be completely honest, I am not a customer service guy. I absolutely hate it. Um, so I'm definitely looking to hire someone in the future. If anybody wants to be a customer service rep and they know what they're doing, feel free to reach out because I am hiring ran now there we go
1: um, yeah, yeah we'll have a we'll have your your twitter bio and anything else that you want to add to uh the description of this video so cool. if anyone wants to get in contact they can
0: absolutely please for god's sake please get me out of this customer service <laughs> hell that i'm in <clears throat> so then uh and then we have you know legal representatives because lawyers you need them of course um then, you know what, if you work with a bank and you should work with a bank, if you're going to scale and do things correctly, you need armored car pickup because they don't want you to touch the money. So you need those armored cars to go to each location and drop the money in a vault. And then uh, as far as banks goes, the the answer is yes, we work with banks. And if you want to continue to do things the right way, you have to work with an MSB bank. And that's, that's a whole other process in its uh, in itself by the way real quick uh, you know I do want to give a plug to uh, Andy Benjamin Haiti Connie and Mark Ochab at Bankline it's the Bankline team for for really uh, believing us believing in us and and helping us make this a reality because for what we want to specifically do we need a very specific bank account. And again, these guys bend over backwards for anyone in the space. And when it comes to banking, nobody wants to work with us. Nobody. It's it's almost as bad as the marijuana. industry. it, it actually might be worse uh, where you such high risk that for them to take a chance on you. I know it, it doesn't matter how transparent you are, however uh, you care about the revolution that would have the end of the day it's it's banking systems are are scared of us right now and the legal compliance and framework is uh is, is scary to them so for these guys to actually put their necks out uh for us and and give us a chance it, it was really it's it's really kind of a dream come true so thank you to Bankline because again we wouldn't be able to do what we want to do without an actual bank account you can't just go to your personal bank account and walk in with a hundred thousand dollars cash, and just like here you go, like it, it just it doesn't work like that. And so you you need a bank. So anyway, the list goes on with uh, just standard business requirements. I'm, I'm not giving anybody uh, any advice of um, something that's unique to this business model. Like this is standard stuff. And uh, if it sounds like a lot, it is a lot. And I wouldn't tell anyone to not do it by all means. Uh, if you have the, the cojones to do this and to stick with it, uh, then it's going to be great, most likely. But most people, you know, they capitulate long, long before they even get to an actual bank account. I'll tell you that right now, man, because it is really hard. This business is hard, dude. Like, it's not, I set up an ATM and then look, I'm a millionaire. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no.
1: no, no, it's not. It's funny because, you know, that's exactly how I was going to kind of start this conversation or, you know, respond to what you were saying was like, holy shit, man. Um, I I don't think people have realized how much goes into it. Like you're saying, it's not just set up a bank account. I mean, set up an ATM, plop it somewhere and uh, you're rich, you know, it's I'm going to I'm just going to walk through everything that you kind of went through and I'm going to recap it just because you did cover a lot. And I feel like it's, you know, Just pretty, it, it, I feel like it's pretty crucial that my audience understands and hears it again. Um, so to totally. s- yeah, to start, uh, it's funny because I, I used to work at a bank. And so this whole, the whole ML, KYC, you know, the, that kind of process with banks is very nitpicky and banks are, you know, very, very sensitive to, you know, people in this industry, blockchain, you mentioned marijuana as well. And when I was working at the bank, we wouldn't touch either. Um, There was like no chance we were going near either of these businesses. So, but anyways, you said, you know, you got to get a compliance officer um, and create this AML KYC policy, absolutely crucial. Um, And then the legal part of it, you know, register with FinCEN um, as an MSB and an MSB is a money servicing business, right? Is that correct?
0: Yeah, exactly. There,
1: There we go. Um, so those are the first two, and that'll kind of take care of all your legal stuff, um, so you don't get kicked in the butt later on down the line. Um, and then you talked about kind of some of the standard stuff, like uh, creating an LLC. You know, choosing what kind of locations you want to be in, um, picking the right machine, and uh, you plugged General Bytes. I know you said you weren't a sponsor by them or anything like that, but you you've gone through, you've tried and tested these machines out. Um, and you've come to this this consensus that General Bytes is the machine for you. Uh, it's easy for you, easy for your users. Um, so I highly recommend if anyone's starting to try to get into this, check them out. Um, and then you did talk about when you get into a location, there's even things to consider like paying rent, marketing. You got to list it on sites. Uh, another thing you plugged there was Coin ATM Radar. Um, and that's kind of an area or it'll show you which ATMs are in your general area. Um, and then there's the behind the scenes stuff that you talked about, uh, like the liquidity of the machine. You need to be able to provide Bitcoin to your customers and that Bitcoin needs to come from somewhere. Uh, so you're either getting that from an exchange or trading desk. Um, and then last but not least, you talked about legal and banking again, um, and I think that kind of comes full circle. You start with the legal, you end with the legal, and you really make sure that your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. Um, so I, I really appreciate you giving us, you know, kind of that full walkthrough of what people can do to get this business set up and how they can start their little Bitcoin ATM, crypto ATM empire. Um, one,
0: one that, was, thing- that was a really good uh, summary by the way.
1: <laughs> I It's something that I've struggled with and I'm getting better with each episode. I really try to, you know, focus on what you guys are saying and kind of do my best to recap it. I know there's stuff I miss. Um, no,
0: not, not really, dude. There were so many things that you like. I, I'm surprised you you really uh, actively listen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> I mean, this stuff interests me so much. Like, I, I love business. It's why I started this podcast. And for mm-hmm. me to, you know, have somebody on and not give them my full attention. I just think it would be one, rude, and two, I wouldn't get as much out of these calls as you know, I
0: really want to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, hey, you said you used to work at a bank. Yes, sir. What, what did you do?
1: Uh, so I was an analyst there. I was an underwriter. Um, so, hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if you guys are considering taking out any kind of loans for, if you are, uh, for the business, but um i know we wouldn't lend to anyone in the marijuana industry anyone in the blockchain industry um it all just got laughed off
0: yeah of of course
1: um and then you know just getting a bank account set up you know to have cash coming into an account that's related to the blockchain industry even that's got to be tough right
0: yeah it it really is because um they're they're so specific with um and rightfully so yeah,
1: um, no, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of, I guess it would be money laundering um, that goes on, or that could go on, um, and they're very wary of that. So I'm I'm assuming none of like the big banks, like the Chase, Wells Fargo, those kind of guys, aren't um, aren't going to bank anyone trying to start one of these businesses.
0: Are are you are you asking? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Oh. I I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. Those guys can do their own thing and, and let us uh, you know do ours. Uh, if they were smart, they would offer it on their ATMs that they already have.
1: No, no. I'm just asking if any of those big banks will will uh, bank you.
0: Oh oh oh! Absolutely not. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry. I I missed that um that question entirely no, not no, only will okay. they not bank me but they'll 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 try to uh put a hit out on me as i walk out of their branch <laughs> and they go okay follow that guy home and then d- suffocate him in his <laughs> sleep cuz we want this guy dead they they hate us man they absolutely hate us that's why you know when you when you come across a, a bank that's actually msb and, and open to this industry they're they're worth you have to do everything you can to to have a good relationship with them and and really understand that <laughs> not all banks are enemies. Just how the narrative is in in this whole uh, space. Everybody hates the banks, but guess what, man? I have a mortgage, and I wouldn't have a house over my head if it wasn't for a bank. And and crypto isn't for everybody. And in, in fact, um, being in crypto is more of a discipline and more of a responsibility than just putting your money in a bank and letting them manage it. So it's, it, banks serve a purpose. They're, they're not completely the enemy. Yes, they fucked up. And that's what happens when uh, enough people don't get together and, and stop things before they start. And I know that they're responsible for a lot of things, but uh, that wasn't every single bank. And again, it, you know, imagine life without banks, just without banks, at least right now, it, it would be unmanageable for for most people. I, I don't know how. You no, know?
1: yeah, I uh, I actually argue this a lot on Twitter. As of recently, I haven't because I get a lot of negative response from it. But um, I, yeah. I worked at a bank. I think debt is a great tool to use if used correctly. Um, right. And there's people who totally disagree with that idea. Um, but I, I'm, I'm all in support of banks. I think it's this corporate greed that really causes the problems. Um, but if True. you look at something like a local credit union uh, that has a very low interest rate spread um, and they're, you know, paying back to their customers a decent amount of what they're lending. Um, You know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, They're giving you money to let them, uh, that's a terrible way to put that, Um, but they're paying you interest, you know, and then they loan your money out. So you're doing them a service. They're paying you for it. Um,
0: I I agree. I mean, I I always play devil's and um i i see the problem with banks and here i am like advocating for banks and bitcoin and you're like what the hell is the matter like that's so conflicting but i i see a future where they all actually kind of work together and um i don't see why that would be a bad thing
1: no um, definitely you know, and by
0: the way to your point yeah there's there's nothing wrong with debt it's really on how you manage it you know
1: exactly um,
0: so yeah, I mean I I I think that I, I went through a phase where it was you're mad at the government and you're mad at the banks, and then you just sort of ball they do have a use case and um so maybe they're not all that bad and I don't know. I again I don't want to get off on a tangent because I know it's a sensitive subject but uh we need them and we're upfront that w- yeah we need a good bank. <laughs> yeah. So I you know it is what it is man. No, you we know?
1: have we have very similar mindsets so I don't I don't have a problem going off on that tangent. Uh but that bank was that bankline if i remember correctly.
0: Yeah, bankline is the the service that helps you get everything dialed in Okay. and they, they present you to a uh one, one of their banking partners got it today. okay
1: so they have a really, couple banks that they partner with i'm assuming
0: precisely um, okay. and again these guys the guys they're just bending over backwards for me I'm, I'm really 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 uh pleased with you know andy and Haiti and all those guys and, and mark that they just would go out on a limb let me tell you <clears throat> i'm not um and i'll shut up about banks after this <laughs> i'm not uh one of these big guys that do 30 billion dollars a year in volume and for for me to ask them to give me an account uh in my infancy where i am right now every other bank laughed at me they 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 all just said talk to us when you do you know a million a month in transactions i'm not even i'm not even joking like that's you're like, well, how do you even get there without a bank? Yeah. That's the catch twenty yeah. two. You're like, I, yeah, I'll get there, but I want, I need this first. And they go, no, get that first. And you're like, well, I don't even know how these other guys did it, but for them to, for them to, to go out on a limb for me is, is really, I'm really uh, humbled by, by these guys. And uh, that's, that's the most I'm gonna say about it. So it, it's just, it, it makes me feel special. And now we get to do what, what we plan to do. And we're gonna do it aggressively and we're gonna make you know them and, and anyone else who deals with us really proud that they're uh associated with us because we're gonna do things the right way.
1: Right on, man. That's that's truly inspiring. And I'm glad that you know the there are services and people out there who are still willing to help the smaller guy in a sense. Um yeah. you, you did say you were gonna shut up on it, but I actually do wanna ask you one more question. Is that a local service or is this something that, you know, anyone can use if they're in the States or California? I'm not, I'm not really sure.
0: It is not local, um, whatsoever. And it's very specific on the way that they, they want things handled. I don't know how, how much I'm permitted to say, and I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth, um, and, and say too much, but they're extremely, uh, picky on how they want things done. Okay and uh so going forward we're just going to do it that way and you know the path is straight and narrow uh and it's and and, and that's all so they're 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 not a local branch by any means okay
1: so like my buddy in texas or something could give them a call and see if they can create some sort of relationship
0: yeah i i they're they're open they're open to conversations i can't promise anything yeah Uh, I, i think our our situation was unique okay. and, um, you know, uh, again, I'm uh, appreciative to that, but it's worth a conversation if, you, if you're serious about it and you have all your ducks in a row. Uh, they, they they want you to be successful. I'll tell you that. They really do.
1: There we go. Okay. And they're good people. So, I mean, if, if anyone who's listening is interested, it would never hurt to at least reach out. Uh, the worst they're going to say is, no, we can't form this relationship. Uh, the best that can happen is you, you you know, you find a relationship, you get a bank and you can grow. Um, yeah, precisely. So so you talked about kind of growing this relationship with them. And then you also talked about your plans to have, you know, 20 machines by the end of the year and 50 to a hundred next year. Um, so can you just talk to us? I, I mean, that's obviously what you've got to be most excited for. Uh, but can you talk to us a little bit about how you plan on doing that? Um, and then also maybe where you guys are expanding to, Sure. <laughs> I, see, so, the, the thing is with this one, before you get into it, uh, it's really hard because you guys are all business owners, and you kind of want to keep, you know, everyone else in the dark until you're making those moves. So if you don't want to talk about, you know, where you're expanding to, that's totally understandable. Um, but maybe like just like a little bit on how you're going to make it happen.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I'm an open book, man, uh, and I'll I'll tell people whatever they want. I, I'll tell you right now, when I started this, I, I have one buddy in California who, uh, shout out to HeroCoin, that's my boy right there, he was the only one who helped me. I, I reached out to a lot of people and they told me to kiss off, that, you know, they're, they're not going to, everybody in the space acts like they discovered plutonium, you know what I mean? <laughs> like straight up, dude, like they had like some some secret sauce that they're only going to keep for themselves, you know, like my my precious kind of little thing. And I don't feel like that way. I don't operate psychologically in that respect. I have a very abundance mindset. And anytime I feel myself kind of getting jealous or greedy or feeling some sort of scarcity mindset, I try to eradicate that immediately. So uh, if people need help, I help them. If people have questions, I I give them the, the knowledge that I've gained so they don't have to make mistakes. And I think that... Ah, uh, this whole space really needs to adopt that because if we don't adopt an abundance mindset, like right now, uh, a bunch of greedy assholes are going to ruin it for everyone else. I promise you that. Um, it's not going to be the banks. It's not going to be the governments. It's not going to be insert whatever narrative here. It's going to be one or two greedy people who uh, make everyone else pay for their mistakes. So I'm just I'm not going to subscribe to. Um, I don't talk about that because that's, that's our, that's unique to our business practice. Dude, get out of here, man. What what are you doing? If, if someone wants to do this bad enough, they're going to plow through every wall and go over every obstacle to do it. And I would love to help them, you know, straight up. Yeah, so,
1: that, you know, that's, that's a truly beautiful <laughs> mindset. And I think a lot of the people who do agree to coming on have that similar mindset where, They want to teach the people um, and then complete 180 of that. I've had people who say, you know, straight up, I don't want to give away any of my secrets. I'm not going to come on your show. And I I understand Hmm. it up to a point. um, But I think we're all here kind of working to help each other out. And we all want to see each other grow. And, you know, everyone can grab their own piece of this pie. Uh, It's a very new industry. And I think the more that we help each other out, the more we're going to grow as a whole. Um, so I, I just want to say beautiful mindset before you kind of get into your plans on expansion.
0: Uh, well, th- thank you for, the, for that compliment. It's just it's just how I feel, bro. I mean, you know, um, so I, I guess, <laughs> what, what was the question?
1: Um, what are you most excited for in the coming 12 months? Um, and then I do want to ask a second part to this question because it may not be what you're most excited for, but um, I do want to know in the coming 12 months, Um, how you plan on expanding and where you plan on expanding to. Uh, Because you talked about, you know, you want to be at 20 machines end of year and then 50 to 100 by the end of next year. So I kind of want to see what your plan is for that growth. Uh,
0: Absolutely. Um, So what I'm most excited for uh, is really getting the chance to uh, step up and do things the way I always said that I would do things. Uh, I, I don't know if this can resonate with anyone else, but sometimes when you're working for a corporation or just any business, you see holes in that business in the way that they do things and then the way that you can be more efficient. And it, your ideas sometimes just fall on deaf ears. And uh, I don't know how many people out there know that they can be better at their job, but the system that they're in won't let them do it because of what a bureaucracy or the managers won't listen Uh, or they just plain don't like you. And it kind of sucks to be a slave. Uh, so now I, am really excited that it's my turn to treat employees and and partners and anyone I associate myself with the way that I want it to be treated this whole time. And, uh, I, I make it a point to give value first. And I really want anyone who works with me to look back and say, uh, you know, damn, he really nailed it. And, And, um, look, I don't have any delusions of grandeur and I'm not even trying to be the, the biggest and the baddest Bitcoin ATM operator in the United States. Uh, that's actually a crown that I don't even have any interest in wearing. But, uh, this is really, to me, this is all less about trying to gain the community's respect and sort of finding my own path and my own self respect in all of this. And, uh, I'm not caught up in some unrealistic vision that came to me in some dream. And I'm definitely obsessed with all of this and I am caught up with who I'm becoming. So that's, that's what's really exciting to me is just going forward and testing my potential in all of this and testing my resolve. Cause it's, I said it before and I'll say it again, this is really hard and it's extremely demanding and being a paramedic is hard and you see a lot of stuff and it's stressful, but like, (laughs) This is really hard too, you know, being the CEO of your own business. It's some days it's an absolute nightmare and some days it's glorious, but I'm really excited every day I wake up and I go, this is where I want to be working for myself. I don't want to work for other people anymore. I want to be the guy that people work for and they're happy to work for me. So that's, that's really the most exciting thing that I can even think of. And, and whenever I think about it, I just get amped up. So, um, Let me let me pump the brakes a second. uh.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, before before you get into the expansion part, I just want to say that's a very beautiful mindset to have Um, this idea that, you know, the people you're working with and the people that are working for you can add value and that their ideas should be as important as sometimes the business owners, Um, because I think everyone can relate to what you had said um, about.
0: I think so, too. Yeah, I appreciate I,
1: it. I, yeah, um, I think I mean everyone can relate to that. Sorry, I thought we were cutting out for a second, um, but, but what but what I wanted to say was um, I I think everyone can kind of relate to that. They think they can do things better, a better way or a more efficient way, and the bureaucracy of things really you know stops them from doing that. And uh, so you you don't want that kind of to continue on into your business. Um, so it's a beautiful mindset to have, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things that you've talked about today have, have really resonated with me. Uh, this idea that we can all kind of share and grow in this space. Uh, this idea that you want to have your employees input mean as much as your own input. Um, so I I just wanted, before, you know, you got into the expansion, I wanted to stop you and just say that I I really appreciate that mindset.
0: Thank you for the compliment. Uh, it, it it took, well over a decade of getting my ass kicked at uh, jobs and feeling underappreciated to think that uh, I never want anyone to feel that way when yeah. they, when they work with me. Um, and now I'm the position, I'm in the position to, to do that. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to never make mistakes and it's that I'm a a dream to work with because I'm extremely demanding. I'm impatient Uh, I'm probably OCD and somewhere on the spectrum of autism, you know what I mean? So there, I mean, there's a, like a lot of frustrating things that there, there is working with me, but I also understand a hundred percent that, um, what people need and, and a good leader, I think recognizes what other people are good at their strengths and their weaknesses. And if someone's really strong in a certain area, let, let let them fly. Let them be good at that area. And if someone really sucks at it, we'll try to identify it really quickly and decide whether or not that person is good for the team or they're worth it enough to stay on the team to work on those weaknesses together. Um, so that's – that's, and I could be wrong. I could be way off point, and this might be, get me into a lot of trouble, uh, but I'm going to try it again. I'm excited to do things my way. So that's that's kind of what I see going forward. and that's what I'm most excited about. The expansion is awesome. Uh, but just having this as my own is is where the real fulfillment comes in.
1: Be- beautiful and very humble. Um, I really, really do like what you said there. Um, and it, it sounds like you're thinking, you know, very far down the line with these ideas. Um, you're you're trying to build something that's gonna last, and I you said you know you don't know if you're doing it the right way. I I think you are, um, and I think a lot of people will think, will agree with that. Um, but before we move on, I do really want to drill you on this. Um, yeah. You know how how do you plan on expanding and growing this business? How, like g- give us some tips on getting new machines out there. What what do you do when you say approach a shop owner or something like that?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, so as far as expanding goes uh, how are we going to do that well uh, it's either going to be a loan and one once one machine pays for itself we buy another machine and just the profits constantly go into more more machines uh, or it's for uh, or it's it's with the right investor I'm not really crazy about having investors and I've been approached quite a bit and um, one it sucks to split profits you know to uh the legality of it and it just i've never worked with an investor before so i don't even know if i'm being taken advantage of or if i'm giving them a good deal or if we're both happy or if it's going to be a nightmare so it's got to be the right person uh where we're both uh feel like we're winning in this deal if it, if it were to happen um and really, it's just a matter of uh, how much money do you have to set aside for these machines because they're expensive. I mean, they're they're not free, clearly, and there's no like layaway option. So it's either a loan or I expand a little slower, and uh, each machine pays for itself. Like I had already said, but at that point, um, we have about four or five machines right now that that just need lo- good locations. So if anybody, by the way, if anyone's listening right now and knows of a good location. Uh, with great store hours and a lot of foot traffic that wants to get paid for hosting a Bitcoin ATM, uh, let me know at coinbros.com. And we also give referral fees, and we love new and creative opportunities. So people come and they say, hey, I got this guy, and he's at a hostel. And I go, well, you know what? The data kind of says hostels aren't really that great right now. And he goes, no, but you know, look at this one where it's located and the kind of people that come. And I go, you know what? It may be worth a try. Let's try it. So, um, we're just looking for for awesome locations at that point. Uh, So uh, that's really about it. I mean, there's not there's not really that much of a a plan matrix. It's just we need money and we need locations. There we go. I was going to say. straightforward.
1: I was going to say you've kind of you know wrapped it up into two things there. Uh, there's the money aspect of it because these machines are expensive and then you do need to have them filled with quite a bit of cash for people withdrawing their Bitcoin or selling their Bitcoin Um, and then second is the location that you need Um, and so for anyone who's out there because you said you have five machines you're just looking for locations right now Uh, to anyone out there who's trying to break into this business I think that's going to be one of the hardest things is finding places um, where the machines will be successful and so you talked about uh, good foot traffic and a place with good hours. Uh, first couple things that come to mind are like gas stations, um, twenty-four hour, um, like what is it, grocery stores, that kind of thing. I, I'm not really sure because I don't have the experience here. Um, oh, that's
0: exactly right. Now, you, yeah, you, gas stations, liquor stores, um, just high foot traffic, uh, malls. There even, we go. Even. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm
1: assuming, you know, the big cities obviously do a little bit better than rural, and I say rural in, you know, air quotes, air quotes um, areas. So, like, for California, because I'm in California, I know you're in California, it would be like San Diego, SF, LA, those kind of places. Um, so this, these are just things for, you know, my audience um, and anyone who's listening. It's things you got to be thinking about. Um, and you said, you know, you don't think you have too much of a... A plan to expand, but I think you've pretty much hit it right on the head. Um, and that's, that's as good as a plan as you need really. Um, so thank you for those tips for my audience and for myself. Um, now I, I, I really want to thank you for coming on, uh, because you've gone through, you know, pretty much everything you need to set it up and how to be successful. Um, and I do like to end my episodes with, you know, the biggest tip. Um, and you know, Sometimes I'll ask the question: If you had to start over, what's the very first thing you'd do? Um, and I think you kind of already answered that when you walked us through how to get one set up. So instead, I'm going to ask the question: uh, You know, for for everyone out there who's listening um, right now who wants to get involved or wants to start their own um, ATM Bitcoin ATM business, uh, what's your what's your biggest tip for them?
0: Uh, don't be a pussy. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's, it's going to be such a, I'm, excuse my vulgar, like, like this is not for people who uh, get discouraged by hearing the word. No, if you get discouraged by no's, this is not the business for you. Uh, if you get tired of long days, 16 hour days, a lot of driving and talking to store owners and trying to build relationships, uh, this is not the business for you. Uh, if If you... afraid of people yelling at me because they didn't get their bitcoin but they did get their bitcoin but they sent it to the wrong wallet now it's your fault this is not the business for you um there is a lot of uh, people that uh, are going to look at you like you're crazy when you ask to put a bitcoin atm in their shop and they're going to tell you to get the hell out of their store and if any of that sounds scary to you and if you're afraid of rejection this is not the business for you so uh, get used to rejection and, and sort of eat that rejection and let it motivate you. If you're anything like that at all, where you just get back up again after you fall and you, you think you're resilient, then you're going to make it, you know. But if if you're scared, uh, it's okay to be scared, sure. But if your fear keeps you from getting up the next day and doing it again, then, then don't even do it.
1: I love it. You, Straight s- up. you started with uh, don't be a pussy and I like that and uh, it is a bit vulgar, but I think that this is this is the kind of business where that kind of advice works um, because you're going to have. Yeah, like- sorry.
0: I, anybody listening, I apologize no, if I don't offended you, you, anyone, you, but you, like, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to waste your time or anyone's time listening to this and saying it's, you know, it's so easy. It's like, oh, my God, I just had this idea. And I just ran with it, and this is awesome. It's not, no, like, it, it is headaches constantly, but you have to get back up on that horse and and just keep doing it. And if you do that, most people don't make it this far. Yeah. Uh, they, just, they just don't. They sell their business long before they even get to uh, an AML policy. I mean, they think that just having a Bitcoin ATM is enough, and, it, it, you know, there's just... Uh, It's a long list of... This will will show you what you're made out of. I promise you that. It's like Navy SEAL training for uh, the crypto space.
1: (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, so I think my biggest takeaway from all of what you just said was that you really need to have those selling skills um, because I think all that other stuff, the AML, KYC, legal, banking, you can have other people take care of that um but if this is going to be your business you're going to need to get out there you're going to need to be told no 50 times 100 times before you get a single yes from anybody um and so if you can't imagine yourself walking into a store uh and asking to speak to a manager or asking to speak to an owner um or tracking them down online and getting a yes from them uh you know no matter what it takes this this isn't going to be for you um So, I really appreciate that. Again, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I feel like someone can listen to this episode through and they can at least get started and get their first Bitcoin ATM out there. Uh, So, I really appreciate everything that you've talked about today. Um, And I also want to say You're welcome. Sorry, I just wanted to also say that I I love your attitude. Um, You're a very humble dude, and uh, my views very much align with a lot of your views. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, You know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. um, And it wouldn't happen without you guys. So I really do want to thank you for that. Um, And, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, It would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if, if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.